Depression in the Broken Days. Episode 82 of the American Entrepreneur Podcast. I remember waking up in the old days. Because your boy's only 28 now. My birthday just happened. Happy birthday, me, 28. But listen, it wasn't always that way. I want to say 22, 21. I would wake up so depressed that I would be double depressed that I woke up. I can't quite describe the feeling. It felt like my face was on fire. It felt like my brain was on fire. It felt like every single moment that I was awake was a moment of torture and misery. Why would I say any of this stuff? Why would I bring this up or say this? Other than I'm just a person saying things. I start there. I think a lot of people identify with that or have went through that, especially in this space, and they feel like they're the only people, and that doesn't help the situation. So I'll give my own bullshit on a silver platter. And so I'd wake up so fucking depressed that I would do everything I could to put my head back down and force myself to sleep. And sometimes it didn't work because I had already slept so much that there wasn't really more sleep to get. So instead I would just like lay there on the ground and just not do anything. And they put me on SSRIs and for the first time in my life I was pulled into that world. And those made it worse. Those made it way worse. And so I don't even like talking about this to be honest with you because I'm in a great spot right now. And I don't even want to imagine or resonate or vibrate in the direction of this memory and that portion of my life because it was terrible. And the worst part, you know, (laughs) see how dark it is. Like the worst part about it was I didn't know why I felt that way. I did not know what was going on and nobody else did either. Not... In the few years that I went through that, did I even slightly get a suggestion or recommendation that ever once made any sense? Never. And it felt really hopeless. And no matter how much money I made, how much time I spent, I felt hopeless. It felt depressing. It felt dark. I felt really disconnected from people. Really disconnected from people, man. And it could be me in a room with a shit ton of people, and I genuinely feel like I'm the only person in the room. And I don't want to relive that. I don't plan on reliving it. And for the most part, I don't really think I'm going to relive it. There's always this fear. It's like the boogeyman in the background of life. That that could happen again. 
And my friends would want to hang out and be like, nah. My family would be like, love you, hope you're doing great. And I'd just be like, yeah, I'm not doing great. I don't feel good, and I don't think I'm ever going to. I remember telling my, uh, I remember talking to my mom on the phone. I hadn't really been talking to her, like, too deeply about it or anything like that. In a minute, I lived in a different state than her. I remember her saying, don't worry, everyone goes through dark times, and they get through it. It happens to all of us every now and again, you'll get through it. And I remember telling her, that's how I know you don't understand the situation. Because I I wanted to be like, thank you, thank you, thank you, and I had been doing so, right? Like, I appreciate, but then I was like, it did get to a point where I was like, listen, it's not that simple. It's not like I'm having a bad day. It'll get better tomorrow. That's not the fucking same thing. Like, I feel like I am on fire. You don't understand. I'm not going to get better. I haven't got better today. I wasn't better a year ago. I'm not going to be better tomorrow by hoping that it makes that, that line makes sense. There's something wrong, and I don't know what it is, but nobody is listening to me. Nobody will listen to me when I say that there's something seriously wrong going on, and I don't know what it is, and I don't know how to help or what to tell you, but I need help. <clears throat> and um, at the time, I felt that nobody really took that very seriously and they were like well what do you want us to do about it I was like I don't know I don't want anything other than stop feeling this way if I knew how to do that I don't think I would feel this way anymore I wouldn't do that on purpose so I don't know I don't know I need evaluation I need to sit down and speak with somebody I don't know and so they'd be like breaking down my life and like I'd just be like I don't know. I'm not upset about any particular one thing. I d- I'm not a. I don't know. I just don't feel right. I don't feel like moving. I don't even feel like getting out of bed. Like I don't even feel like sleeping in a bed. I, I could I could lay on the fucking ground in the dirt until I died. I just I don't care. Not because I'm forcing myself to not care but because I don't get any dopamine from doing anything. <laughs> so if you eat, no matter how much you eat, you don't get full. And if you drink, and no matter how much you drink, you don't quench your thirst. And if you have sex, and no matter how much you have sex, I guess you don't you don't orgasm or something like If every single thing you do, no matter what it is, you get zero dopamine out of it, People can't understand this concept. Because they're like, well, you should keep doing it. It's like you don't get it. Every person is doing what they're doing because they get dopamine or serotonin. I'm not a neuroscientist, right? Which, whichever one is more accurate in said situation. Everyone's doing what they're doing because they get feel-good or at least stabilized chemicals. I wasn't getting any feel-good chemicals, it felt like, or stabilized chemicals. That's what it felt like. And so... You should do this so that you can make money, so that you can eat, so you can survive. Well, I don't get dopamine off of doing this, making money, eating, or surviving. So why would I do that? There's there's nothing in my brain compelled to do anything other than lay down and die. 
And people be like, so what's wrong and why? And I'd be like, I don't know. I've never dealt with this before. I've never been a person to deal with depression. I thought that I thought that shit was fake. I thought people were making it up to get attention. I don't know. I've never dealt with that shit before. I don't fucking know. And people be asking me like, well, there's got to be, I'd be like so hopeless because I'm like, you know, this is the thousandth person that has told me to just be happy that the shit would pass or that one day this would happen. The thousandth person to say, well, maybe there's something that you're not dealing with or getting. It's the thousandth person to say, well, maybe you should end all of them just say the same thing. And I'm like, you start to feel hopeless because you talk to 10,000 people and you start to feel like, well, maybe they're not listening. Because then now you've asked 10,000 people and you're desperate for help. And now you got someone arguing with you being like, well, no, man, things will get better. It's like, no, you think I haven't heard that before. Like, and after a while, you're like, thank you for trying to help. I'm just saying. And then after a while, you're like, dude, you start to get upset. You're like, oh, my God, man, I'm sick of hearing people tell me that now. Now I'm suffering like terribly. It's like you got a stab wound in your stomach, wound in your stomach, and everyone's like, you'll be fine. And after the 10,000th person, even if they're trying to be helpful, you're like, I'm not fucking fine. Do you get what I'm saying? <laughs> and then it makes it worse because you're like, well, maybe getting mad will help. And it doesn't. Getting mad doesn't even help. You still feel like, I don't know, man. I still feel, still feel a little bit the same. <clears throat> and so just know that there were days in my life where I couldn't get up. And I didn't know why. And not only did I, could I not get up and I didn't know why, but the, the little energy I had, I did everything I could to try to get help. I did everything I could to reach out to people to get help. And I don't, I don't blame them or anything. That's life and humanity. And I love people. But nobody could help. I reached out to do everything I could and I could not get help through people at all. I did what everyone said. I took every step and nothing worked. I didn't just sit down apathetic and do crack or some shit about it i know that's dark but I, I i didn't right i was like i'm gonna get help and i got help and it didn't help and i was like what the fuck so then i was like i've never dealt with this before i don't know what's going on i don't know why my brain feels this way i can't even explain to you how i feel honestly there's just something wrong there's something wrong ended up just i still don't know that's the worst part I can't tell you how many therapists, and st but eventually I said, well, I don't know what's working. I need help now. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's a bullet or a pill. I need help. I'm on my last resort. I need help now. And so they put me on SSRIs. They put me on SSRIs. And you know what that did? Maybe numb as fuck. And it made me... It made me not care. I guess it did help with that. It made me not care. But it didn't make me feel anything. It didn't stabilize me. And then eventually it made it eight times worse. Because now I would wake up in the middle of the night and, and go reach for like a knife or something. And I'd be like, what the fuck am I doing? And snap back out of it. So I'm fine now. I think if I did, I'd like to do a brain scan, honestly, just to kind of prove 
not only do I probably have a healthy brain right now, I probably have a healthier brain right now than I ever have in my fucking life. And it's probably stronger than it's ever been for making it through that. And pretty, probably pretty neurotypical or, or healthy right now. Mentally, probably like, I'm not a neuroscientist, but I'd be willing to bet that I'm probably really healthy in the brain right now. I feel fucking good. Not only do I feel good, it's sustainable good. It's not like I need an SSRI. Let's say it's not like that. I feel good isn't even the word. I feel something more stable than the word good. I don't I don't know. I'm I don't even think I need to think about it. I don't care to think about it. Everything's very good. I'm very I'm honestly very grateful and and going to continue to be grateful for the rest of my life. I'm glad I got to be on this earth and have this experience. That is not how I felt back in the day. And so again, I just talked to my brother about this. There have been times when I woke up and I, I, I'm being literal. I just was so... I, I can't describe the feeling. I, It's like leaving the womb for the first time or something. Like I felt so distraught that I had woken up. It was like I had finally found peace, which is just darkness and lack of consciousness. There was no light to be shed on the suffering that I had, so I didn't have to feel it harder. And I'd wake up and just be like, it, it, it's like waking up into a nightmare, but it's real life. And you're just like, oh God, I didn't want to wake up to this. <laughs> I didn't want to wake up to life today. For the love of God, please no. I don't want to wake up to life. And that's how I felt. That's how I thought. And to this day, I don't know how I got out of that. As a matter of fact, I did a lot. I listened to affirmations. Like, I did everything. And none of it worked. None of it and what really changed what really changed i don't know to this day i still don't know all i know is it went away and, and has never come back uh i mean i guess i'd have to take it on the on the nose if i had to but i don't even remember the last time i was depressed yeah i don't even remember that I don't remember even... Can you remember being depressed? And so, hey, I just wanted to throw this out here because everybody's human. Everybody needs to be humanized every now and again. And I don't think I'm going to build a sustainable, you know, social face to the world, so to speak, as a large long-term brand by... by making myself larger than life or something definitely very very human very very human and I've dealt with that shit and prior to that like I said I thought it was fake you say you used to make fun of people I still don't feel bad for some reason it's weird <laughs> I'm just like that shit's fake because I think a lot of people were faking to be fair 
Because now that I know what it's really like, I can tell when someone is actually going through it. A super depressed person doesn't even talk about it. They just go home and go to sleep. They just miss work. They just disappear for three months. They don't... So, I mean, teach their own, but... Point being, I used to think shit was fake. So I've been anything from the dude, ha, that shit's fake, to the person super depressed, to the person looking back like, I have no idea what happened, but I'm never dealing with that shit again. How do I know? Those are, That's one of those things that I know and I don't know how I know. It's a feeling of knowing... And this, yeah, I don't know. But I know that I know. We'll not deal with that, especially at that length again. Maybe it was preparation for the life that I have ahead of me. Who knows? Or maybe it was balancing my life so that it is what it is now. So if you're going through that, what do I want you to know? Well, the first thing I want you to know is that I don't know what I'm talking about. So listening to me would be a waste of time. But it would be just as much of a waste of time as all the people that I talked to who said they knew what they were talking about and didn't fucking help at all. God bless them for trying to help. They get an F if this was a... uh, 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 If this had to do with making an impact, then they all get Fs and zero percents. Because nobody helped me. So what's my opinion worth? It's about, to me, from my eyes, about as worth as the other people whose opinions, you know, they used their life and dedicated to fixing these, solving these problems, and they still didn't necessarily help me. So what would I say to a person going through this? Well, first off, my priority is to make sure that they stay alive. So I would say whatever it took to keep them alive, true or false, and then we'd go from there. Now, on a deeper level, if I was to be 100% real with them and honest and, you know, out of out of love, maybe I should just be as honest as I can and say, you know what? I'm here for you. It's all I, that's all that I'm here to let you know. That's it. I know that you think it's a problem and you want me to give you a solution. And to keep it 100% real with you, bro. I'm not necessarily sure that's how these things work. And that's the that's the hard part about it. Everything else in life, there's an obstacle, you remove the obstacle. This, it's not the same. It's not the same. And so I'll be there for you during the whole thing. That's all I have to say to you. You can always say things are going bad. You can never say that you don't have somebody there who will be there every single second as long as... You know, as long as I can make the call, as long as I can. Obviously, I'm I'm there for you at all those times. Because I don't know the mystery of this, and you don't, and a lot of other people don't either. And that being said, that's completely fine with me. I dealt with it, I went through it, and I made it out on the other side. And I can't give you an instruction manual of how I did that. And everybody's going to try to tell you they can, but to be honest with you, my friend, I don't think they can. I'll tell you the book Levels of Energy changed my perspective. Um, That changed my perspective so fucking much. Maybe that book helped, but I only read that after I got better, and it stabilized me way more even. 
And so I would say, listen, regardless what you go through, I'm going to be here for you for that. And when you need somebody to call on, you need to reach out to me. Not here to say, oh, no, you need help. I can tell you exactly who you can reach out to and exactly who will sit here and listen to you and exactly who will be there for you through it is going to be me. Now you start pulling some crazy suicide shit and trying to emotionally pull me into it. You know, I can still see through bullshit. We're going to have a problem, to be quite frank. But that doesn't mean that I'm not going to be there through all of it with you. Let's say I got 24,000 people calling my phone a day now. Saying, oh, you're the person who helps. I don't know if I could do that. I'm just saying I'll be here for you. And as much as you think you want the problem with the solution, I don't think there is a person with the solution to the problem. But there are people who will be there for you, and that's probably a little bit more of what you need. Because when you're in those moods, be a little deranged and paranoid. And you don't know what's going on with the world without other people informing you what's going on, right? We're like group animals. Walk in the wilderness like, huh? We look to our friend, our friend's face is calm. We go, okay, okay. That makes sense, okay. Maybe we are good. So maybe we're just pack animals and when we go through that, we're going through some type of animalistic derangement. And in order to restabilize ourselves and to calm our mood, we see the faces of calm people continuously. And we interact with people. Maybe that can stabilize us back out of paranoia, back out of those stages, perhaps. And so for a person going through this, what I would say is that everyone's going to give you an instruction manual. And I've been through it, so I know that that's not real. And try all of them if you must, and maybe some of them will work, and that would be great. But there's no instruction manual. And if you are a person listening to this, feeling like there's no one there for you through that, then you need to contact me. You don't need to, but I'm telling you I'll be here for you for that. Why? Because I know that we don't know how to deal with that shit. I know that we don't. Look at how many prescriptions we have in society to deal with that. Ranging anywhere from they work to they don't work. Ranging anywhere from everyone thinks it works and it doesn't to no one thinks it works and it does. And then the in-betweens, and now you have to be depressed and sort through a million pieces of data just to get back to being mentally stable, knowing half of them might not even work. You don't have time to do that. And so, let me save you some time by saying there is no instruction manual, there is no seven-step program. I did everything that I could. People don't understand it doesn't matter what's true or false about the situation. At the end of the day, you don't have the time it takes to sort through every true or false statement about mental health in the universe before drawing a conclusion strong enough to know for a fact what program you should follow to get out of your situation. You don't know that. And you don't have the time it takes, and nobody does and nobody ever has, to perfectly solve a problem that we don't even know how to deal with. And so in that darkness, so to speak, and that problem that we genuinely don't kind of know how to deal with as a general society, I'll be there for you through the whole thing.
And to be honest, you know, it will probably come out the other side. You'll probably be fine. But I'm not going to sit here and say you'll be fine, therefore you should pretend to be fine now, because that's not going to happen like that. And if it does, more power to you. That's fucking awesome. I'm telling you, for what I went through, no one's seven-step instruction manual did shit for me. No one's SSRI did shit for me. And so, for me to sit here and say, well, here's my seven-step... I didn't use a program. I can't even tell you what I did. The only thing I can tell you, tangibly, and this is the last thing I'll say, is I was not super religious I'm always open to ideas but I was not I'm not like your stereotypical religious person so to speak in fact I was too busy doing other things and so I started listening to Jordan Peterson and accidentally stumbled across his Bible lessons and rather it be the Bible or any other religion I don't care all these books seem to talk about what I was going through And it was weird to me that I went to so many psychologists, that I went to so many, oh, I have a degree, so many, here's my step program, here's my SSRI, here's my fucking magic thing, my magic prescription I made to fix the problem, and none of them did anything. Even in the slightest. And to this day, I can't attribute these videos to make me better, because I watched them for a while before I even felt better. But I can tell you for a fact, Jordan Peterson's Bible series, along with listening to other quote-unquote spiritual books, quote-unquote, those actually helped me. So when I say helped, I mean after I started feeling a little bit better, they pulled me even higher. Now again, I don't know how I got better, and I don't know if anybody knows how to go from there to better. I'll save you some time. I do know... When I slightly started getting better, one, Jordan Peterson's Bible series, two, most recently, which really, really stabilized where I'm at, is Levels of Energy by Frederick Dodson. And the reason that book helped is it helped explain the emotional and logical states that I was in. And it helped explain them in a worldview context, detail for detail. Anything from movies, sports, songs, art, literature, physical locations, geographic locations, historical events, philosophical ideas, historical ideas, thoughts, and motivations of people. And takes every one of those aspects of life and places it on a level of energy. And it, it kind of gives you a tetravision of the world. And so you need right action. You can't just have right vision. But that put things into perspective for me. And so I'm not so sure that it saved me as much as it stabilized and gave me the ability to stay stabilized. The uh, Jordan Peterson's Bible lecture... That helped me out a lot. And so if I was to look back and I was to give myself a diagnosis, knowing that I know nothing, knowing that I've been wrong a million times in this, and I was to give you that on a silver platter, my honest truth right now, I would say that I became an enemy of mankind through doing sales because I was not 
My spirit was not strong enough to withstand the abuse of sales, and it led me to believing that it was me versus the world, which created a descent away from my best intentions. And that descent pulled me deeper and deeper away from my best intentions. And it reconfigured my psyche to the point where there was no grounding, no grounding factors or values to stabilize my psyche or even give me a proper view of reality. I think I turned away from the best parts of myself because I was, I believed life was a war after a while. And I believe that since I didn't have the spirit to deal with that, that I bit off more than I could chew. Which is scared and sad to say because I'm like, damn. It's just sad to say, I guess. Better way to put it. Because I'm like, damn. I feel like I could take over the whole universe by myself if I had to. Yet that little sales portion of my life was too much to chew. Probably not very accurate. And so, where am I back to now? Gratitude. Being grateful for everything. Well, how do I be grateful when things are shit? That's exactly the point. I mean, like, a person living in the mud can be grateful for something. And they are all the time. I've seen the story where this dude went to Africa. And he's like, so how do you guys deal with depression? And they were like, what? What do you mean depression, bro? We have everything we need. And they live, like, in third world countries. That was their response. What do you mean depression? We have everything we need. Why would we be depressed? It's only in places like the U.S. where envy drives your psyche, I think, where you could get depressed. So was I envious? I don't think so. Maybe. Maybe I wanted more out of life and that just, like, drove me to a darker place. Who knows? I've tried to think about it a million and one times, my friends, and I... A million and one times I come up with a different answer each new million and oneth time. So it's like, not going to sit here with this amount of data and tell you what's true or false. What I am going to tell you is all the people who had the data, supposedly, didn't do a goddamn thing for me and in fact made the situation worse. Now, was that their intention? That's a completely different conversation. But those things didn't help. And so... I'll sit here and immediately tell you what the truth is. Listen, my friend, there's no nine-step program for you to follow. There's no ten steps for you to get out of this. There's just not. People will tell you there is. There's not. I I believe the 12-step program isn't even a program. I believe they just describe what happens to a person who's going through healing. I don't think they describe the steps to go through healing. I think they describe... They're describing what a person who is already going through healing is doing. So them giving you those steps makes no sense because those aren't steps. Those are descriptions of a person who took other steps. Or I don't know. Those are descriptions of a person healing. Those aren't the steps to heal. That's how I see those programs. Those programs are descriptions of a healing person. They aren't steps to heal. So I don't necessarily think they know either, is my point. And so if you're going through this, I'll be there for you. That's it, period. 
I'll be there for you as long as it fucking takes. Maybe with these podcasts. Maybe if you, you if you find me, hit me up on Instagram, Dream Blueprint Technology. Or 22mood, M-O-O-D, wave, W-A-V-E. 22mood wave. If you're going through anything like that, just send me a DM. Hit me up. And so don't, listen, don't come to me saying, listen, I have this problem. I think you have the answer. No, you don't, you don't necessarily have a problem, even though you may feel like you do. And I don't necessarily have an answer, even though you may feel like I do. There may not necessarily be an answer, even though you feel like there is. So I'll give, I'll have you give up your quest for the right answer right now and say, listen, this ain't the quest to the right answer. It's not. I know everything else in life is a quest to get to the right answer. But I'll tell you right now, this is not a quest to get to the right answer. Just take the time to heal, and I'll be here for you during the healing. That's it. If you're doing something that's causing things to get worse, stop fucking doing it. And then if there's behavior you can't stop, then just give yourself time to heal, and I'll be here for you through it. And I could do that for a million people, and maybe some of them it wouldn't help at all, and maybe some of them they would purposely make it worse. Who knows? But if you're a person going through this and you're aiming towards the light and things getting better, all you need to know is this isn't about true or false or right or wrong answer. I'll just be here for you and make sure you're good. That's it. There's nothing else I could there's nothing else I could have done for me. And I was either as depressed as you are right now or worse, and I assure you that. I met someone so depressed I, I went to a psych ward. I met someone so depressed. It's basically like a rehab, but I met someone so depressed that I I don't know if I Maybe I have met someone more depressed than me. I mean, this girl's eyes were sunken in. And I said, I said, what's wrong with her? She's walking around like she's catatonic. Like she's just like barely moving. I said, what, what's, what's up with her? They're like, she's just depressed. I'm like, does she have like an illness? They're like, no, she's just depressed. And I was like, no, there's, there's clearly a health issue with her. Like her eyes are sunken in. She looks pale as fuck. You know, she looks insane in the eyes. They're, they're like, No, she's just depressed. And I sat there and I was like, there's no way that that's depression. She looks physically ill, dude. She looks really fucking, she looks really sick. Like there's something wrong with her and she needs help, like now. And they're like, no, she's just dealing with depression. This girl would walk in circles. I don't even know if she was on medicine at the time. She was just hella fucking depressed. And um, who knows what was going on? Who knows? But I love you guys. Don't forget that your favorite whatever's human. Don't forget that your homies are human. And don't forget that you're human. And if you don't want to be like, we're all human and be cliche, then don't forget that you're a thing out there or something. And I care about you And a lot of other people probably care about you And even if they don't And even if you don't resonate with those things Still be here for you until things work out And I promise you that's probably a little bit more of what you need American Entrepreneur Podcast Make it through Have gratitude for what you have Much love